everybody. It's Jessie Lynn, and welcome back to another episode of the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast. Y'all, I am so excited to have this amazingly talented young lady on the line with us today. I cannot believe we took long enough to get uh, some time with her off of her busy schedule as she is currently traveling back from Texas as we speak. But I am so excited to welcome the Miss Rodeo Arkansas 2023, Miss Abigail Benz. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And I know you are running the roads like crazy because we are in crunch time getting ready for Miss Rodeo America. You're currently on the road, all of this great stuff. Tell us a little bit about how things have been going in your world. Well, uh, as you know, being a rodeo queen is a little different than being uh, your typical rodeo cowboy or cowgirl. Uh, You're not entering multiple rodeos a weekend you're just at one rodeo sometimes for the whole week and um i've just had this incredible opportunity to represent arkansas and um kind of travel around the whole country going to prca rodeos but um it's been a dream of mine i mean some of my childhood dreams came true this year i rode at national western i rode at cheyenne um i rode in fort smith and so um those are huge rodeos that i grew up going to and always looking for which cowboys and cowgirls were winning. So it's been really cool. And uh, yeah, we're getting close to Miss Rodeo America. And um, I'm just really excited. It's been it's been such an um, incredible opportunity. It's different um, because I have all these other state queens that I get to travel with. So that's been incredible too. That is so awesome. And for the folks that don't know, but that are listening, so Abigail and I actually know one another from some former Rodeo Queen days. She was former Miss Limestone County Sheriff's Rodeo the year prior, so 2021. So happened to do some Sash Sister Love and a former Rodeo Queen title Love. And uh, we've we've had a good time and we got to compete against each other at Miss Rodeo USA and we just had a blast. That was one of the best weeks of my life, I just have to say. Yes, and it's incredible, too, because um, that limestone pageant, um, unfortunately, they don't have it anymore, but uh, it always meant so much to me. And uh, so to be able to, you know, crown you and then watch you win Miss Rodeo USA and have an incredible year and then uh, continue on, like, I just know that, you know, me and you and Dakota and uh, Lauren Terry, like, all the incredible girls who have been limestone and then uh, go on to do other things. Like I know Miss Debbie is just so proud. So Oh, most definitely. And you know, I know at your farewell speech, I was crying. Everybody was crying. I was crying at mine. Everybody was crying. It was just it it that pageant is so, so special. And and I and I want to kind of jump off of that because you know you've talked about this year you've already uh, have gotten to fulfill some childhood dreams of riding at Cheyenne and all the various rodeos and you talked about, you know, all of us going on and doing bigger and better things. I mean obviously Hello, you're getting ready for Miss Rodeo America. Hello. This is so exciting. I can't wait till December. I'm counting down the days. And um, I, let's talk a little bit about, you know, how did you get started in the Rodeo Queen world? I mean, obviously, this is a passion and a dream of yours. And just kind of walk us through, you know, how did you get started in this? And I mean, my goodness, look at where it's headed. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of crazy because I didn't grow up Rodeo Queening, um, I had always seen the rodeo queens, but um, my dad is actually a colonel in the army. So we moved around a lot and I never, you know, I just never thought that I would be able to do it. And uh, 
I was working for the Miami Marlins and COVID hit. And so I was not essential to running a baseball game, unfortunately. Um, and so I was sent home. Um, I was furloughed. And um, I had actually previously sold um, to a consignment store all of my horse uh, tack and my saddles and uh, sold my horses. And uh, my dad had actually secretly, without me knowing, gotten it all back from the consignment store and had it shipped to our house. And so uh, during COVID, I was trying to find something to do. And the Miss Rodeo USA Clinic was uh, not too far. It was about six hours. But, you know, for rodeo people, that's that's just a short day trip right. um, from my house. <laughs> right. And so I went to the clinic and, um, you know, then I competed. So the clinic ended on Sunday and then uh, Monday, the Miss Rodeo, uh, Miss Limestone Sheriff's Rodeo applications were due. So I sent in my application, wrote my speech on Wednesday, and then started competing Thursday. Wow. <laughs> and um, I ended up winning um, and then <laughs> went on, and it's just kind of been crazy. But I think that what a lot of people don't know about rodeo queening is the life skills that you gain. I actually almost didn't graduate from Auburn because I refused to take public speaking. Oh, um, I could not do it. I did it online. Um, so the fact that, you know, I can do this now and um, there's so many things that you just gain from doing this and people skills is probably the best one, but the ability to go up and talk in front of people and um, honestly just share about rodeo and then of course about our platforms and um, mine is so important to me, just like I know yours is to you, but um, being able to get up and talk about having courage and how to eradicate injustice, that's that's what I went to school for, was to try and make a difference. And so being able to do that and have um, a horse underneath me has just been just a kind of a crazy whirlwind journey, but it's been one of the best experiences of my life. So. I love it. That is so amazing. And see, that is something I did not know about you. So I just learned a cool fun fact. <laughs> Like, I, I know we share, you know, obviously the same love. Of course, you're a graduate of Auburn. So this is always, you know, War Eagle. Got to, again, show it some love, but now college love. And, you know, you're so right. The the amazing, not only just the people skills, but the life lessons and the people you meet along the way. And I know um, during my year as Limestone, I know you were just pounding the pavement so heavy in the industry and still do. I am just amazed daily. I keep up with everybody on Facebook or attempt to. And I mean, one day you're here, then you're there and then you're over here. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this girl is like all over the place. And I'm just so excited to just see everything come to fruition in its due time. And you talk about making a difference and, and you kind of touched on the platform. I do want to jump to that because that's something else too that I think is very important for Rodeo Queens and, and obviously that people um, may not know is that we do have a platform. And uh, of course, mine's Be a Dreamcatcher hits while we're having the awesome podcast and we're getting to talk to you. But tell us about yours because yours has always engaged my interest and I just find it so fascinating and how many different ways you can turn it. But tell us a little bit about your um, platform. Uh, when I was at Auburn, I had the opportunity to go to just so many incredible places. Obviously, Auburn, in my opinion, um, Auburn and, of course, the University of Arkansas, where I'm now getting my master's, are the best schools in the country. But I will always be an Auburn Tiger, first and foremost. That's why I don't wear purple. 
um, because of LSU. So that was painful, my limestone year. But yes, <laughs> um, when I was at <laughs> yeah, when I was uh, at Auburn, um, I did my internship in Nepal, and I learned a lot about human trafficking. And obviously, we all know about human trafficking, and um, but we don't really ever talk about it. It's kind of you know a little bit. Uh, not, it's not a rodeo queen platform to have, but, um, when I was there, I learned so much about the need to have courage and, and that's something that all cowboys and cowgirls have is just this incredible amount of courage. And I think that there's so many things that if you would just say, um, I'm going to speak up for myself and others, um, and have the courage to do that, that so many, um, injustices from bullying to human trafficking to domestic violence, um, if just one person stood up and made a difference, you know, it could make such a, such a huge difference. And so, um, my platform is Cowgirl Courage and it's kind of grown over the years, you know, uh, I think so many people just see like why having courage is so important. And actually, um, we are about to launch a new part of Cowgirl Courage, which is called Cuddle Courage. Um, and oh. I'm so excited about it. And it's uh, these simple doll patterns. They're little horse dolls made from fleece, like those tie blankets. Yeah. You know? um, and anybody can do them. If you are a, um, like, an experienced seamstress. It takes 30 minutes, but if you're like me, it takes an hour. Um, and these dolls will be distributed, they're horses actually, but they'll be distributed to first responders, soldiers, teachers, anybody who has the ability to interact with a child who might need to be reminded um, that they too can have courage to speak up for themselves. And so um, it's kind of a different thing, you know, you never really think about who's actually interacting with these children. And um, my dad, you know, when he's been deployed and been on missions, they always are interacting with children who could be reminded that they could be the one to stand up and make a difference. And so having these little dolls that can be distributed and um, they will have access to our website and be able to find resources to help them, um, but also involving everybody in the community because they can make the doll too. So um, wow. that's our newest thing. And so just kind of Cowgirl Courage and kind of, you know, with the Be a Dreamcatcher, these are platforms that will go far beyond our reigns as rodeo queens. And I think that that's so important that you can just kind of continue to grow this industry and grow the mission that you have and what you're passionate about far beyond wearing a crown or um, obviously that is such a fun part of it, but um, yes. <laughs> taking it with you, taking it with you far beyond that, um, I think is what is making this, um, you know, my dad always talks about economics and the return on investment for rodeo queening because of the platforms right. will just go far beyond what I ever could have imagined. So it's been really cool. Absolutely. That is awesome. I, I'm definitely going to have to get involved with that because I love little what I call just knickknack projects like that. And if I'm busy or have some off time, you know, when we're on the road, like I love doodling and doing stuff like that. So I'm going to have to get involved in that and be a, a little extra partner over here and be like, all right, we're doing cuddle courage. Let's go. <laughs> 
Yes, absolutely. I love it. That is awesome. And you know, this this is what this is about. You are so right. It our our reach goes far beyond just our title year because unfortunately, we only get the title for a year, you know, the sad part yeah. and there's there's some days that we're like, okay, yes, we're glad it's only a year, but then there's days that you're like, no, we're we're going to look back on these days and miss it. But what I like is that there's a legacy to be passed on and there's something for you know, the next girl to pick up off of and and be able to carry with them. You know, um, one of the greatest things that I've just thoroughly enjoyed in, in knowing you and just watching you is your ability to pivot. You do so many different things. Um, I know you have a Western boutique. You've got Glitter and Dirt Ranch. Of course, you've got Cowgirl Courage. And you're doing all of this stuff, plus going to school, plus being Miss Rodeo Arkansas, plus preparing for Miss Rodeo America, which, by the way, folks, is not just like a three to four month preparation. Like it's a good year year and a half preparation. So <laughs> there's there's yeah, a lot absolutely. that goes into it. But you're talking just you're talking about being prepared and planning ahead. Now what I want to jump into really quick is you moved around a lot and and you've even said it yourself, you kind of got into the Rodeo Queen world kind of rapidly, um, no pun intended, when when COVID uh came upon us very quickly. But um, you know, what for you, what has been one of the most memorable experiences, or I guess the best way I could put this, a dream catcher experience where you actually got to see the the fruit of your work come to fruition? Oh, I know that's a hard I think, question. <laughs> I think I see my uh, cowgirl courage just so much in little things and um, even when I see uh, somebody, uh, you know, Miss Kathy Crawford, you know, when she yes. shares something with me that um, reminds her, you know, of, you know, why it's so important. And um, when I see posts from mags or when I see posts um, from younger queens really promoting something that they're passionate about, I think it's those times where I'm like, oh, I think that, you know, that's really made a difference. Um, obviously, I knew when I started it, I was never going to get to interact hands-on. Um, I was never going to be the trafficking rescuer. But I think that um, there's a quote that if 1% of the population took action against human trafficking, there would be twice as many abolitionists as there are traffickers. And so I think that when I see people sharing human trafficking posts or when they send them to me, like, this happened in my area and uh, – one, my mom's friend um, that lives in San Diego, she actually was listening to her hairdresser one day and she sent her the human trafficking hotline number because there was a girl at her daughter's school um, who she thought needed, needed it. And just things like that because I think that just the difference can be made by such a small act. And so um, I think it's important that even if you feel like you aren't making a difference that day, um, there are times at rodeos where I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? I'm literally sitting in the back doing nothing, but um, then I go and find something to do. And I think that that's, go speak to somebody, go talk to a kid. And I think that if they can remember, you know, six months from now, a year from now, something that that I said about it and then it can make an impact for themselves or for somebody in their community. I think that's where I really see the impact of the cowgirl courage. 
Absolutely. That is awesome. I, I love it. That's just great. And and folks, if, if you haven't figured it out by now, you just need to go check all of this out on social media. Cowgirl Courage, go look up Abigail Benz, Miss Radio Arkansas, two, you know, 2023. Go follow all these pages because come December, you're definitely going to want to be following these pages because <laughs> hopefully we'll have some great updates from Las Vegas. <laughs> yes. And, and with that, I do want to jump into Miss Rodeo America. What, you know, what has this year been like for you being a state title holder, getting ready for Miss Rodeo America? Uh, what has all of that kind of looked like for you in having cowgirl courage and then also chasing your dreams? Tell, tell, me, tell us a little bit about that. Well, preparing for Miss Radio America is uh, obviously a huge undertaking. It's um, it's a team. I have a whole committee and board and sponsors. And then uh, my family, uh, they, whether they wanted to or not, they signed up for it. But um, <laughs> because I competed twice at Miss Radio USA, I think that, you know, the wardrobe aspect, I'm prepared for that. And Something that I learned from both of the years that I competed at Miss Radio USA that I think a lot of girls struggle with, and now I'm 26, so I am one of the oldest of the state queens this year. Um, I, you know, one more year and I would have been aged out. So um, something that I really learned is that I would rather be 100% authentically myself. Right. Um, and so I really focused on that this year and, you know, I, everything that I'm wearing, everything that I'm studying, everything that I do, every rodeo I go to, everybody that I talk to, I'm doing it with the purpose of that I want this to be something that I have in my life for forever. And so um, everything that I study, everything, you know, I study things that are going to make me a better rodeo ambassador, things that are going to make me a better horse owner, you know. why am I feeding my horse this? Why am I using this bit? How can I improve on that? And so taking it more as a lifelong journey as opposed to just the one pageant and preparing for that. Right. Um, and then just really making sure that when I leave there, I can confidently say, I have been the best in Sardio, Arkansas I can be because it's so hard at these pageants. Every single girl competing would be incredible at being Miss Rodeo America. And we would all be so different and we would all bring something incredibly unique to the table. And so it comes down to those judges' opinions. And so um, really focusing on how I can say, you know, I've made a difference and I I don't think I left any points on the table. I was the best version of myself. Miss Debbie always used to tell me that, like, just be the best Abigail. And if you're a 1% better Abigail today than you were yesterday, you've done your job. And so really just preparing for that. The clothes is probably the biggest undertaking. Um, But, you know, that's the fun part. And um, that's the part that I like. And then riding horses. October is the 50 horse challenge. And so making sure that I'm getting all those horses because riding a draw horse um, is and jump riding horses at rodeos is not as easy as people think. And then you know, obviously this year uh, I've definitely gotten to do some incredible things, but um, being a state queen, you have to have a lot of grit and a lot of grace. And I think just really making sure that I was able to do everything I wanted to do this year because you only get one state queen year. And so making sure that I was 
getting everything accomplished that I wanted to and then just being the best Miss Rodeo Arkansas that I could be. And so um, I I had to, you know, go against, I had surgery, I had to go against my doctor's wishes and uh, still travel to rodeos and just stand there. And so uh, making sure that I didn't waste a single day is something that I think I'll look back on, you know, how, whatever the outcome is at Miss Rodeo America and just be proud of what I accomplished. And um, not many people get to say they got to run full speed down the track at Cheyenne. And so right. um, <laughs> that's the coolest experience and just all just all the experiences we've gotten to have. I mean, I have some of the best times at, you know, smaller rodeos that I had never even heard of, but I will be in those stands next year or in that arena if I win Miss Rodeo America. Yes, (laughs) yes. I love it. Yes, that's that's amazing. And wow, there is a, folks, there's a lot of life that was just spoken into that because, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. Being unapologetically, uh, authentically you is what I guess really is knowing that you have found that place and that you're in that spot and you are in, as you said, the best version of yourself that you can be for the time that's given. And I just, I love that because there's so much there. And, you know, I think a lot of folks struggle with, um, finding who they are or finding their purpose. You know, we talk a lot about, well, what's my purpose in life? What am I supposed to do? And, and, and this, that, and the other. And I think you just hit it you know, spot on. And it's to be you, it's to be yourself and, you know, to enjoy who you are, not trying to be somebody else and, and uh, focusing on that 1%, as Debbie would say, that would make you the better person or the better version of yourself. That's just awesome. I love that 100%. That's a a hashtag and a quote at the same time. (laughs) Exactly. And just knowing that, you know, at the end of the day, like, everything is God's plan. And Dakota really, and uh, Sherry Smith really had to tell me that, you know, a couple of times that, you know, you might not see it as that uh, when it's in the moment, but I know confidently that like, if I leave Miss Rodeo America, you know, without the crown that I can say, you know, I really made a difference this year and there's something better for me out there and something that I'm being called to do. And the girl who wins, that's her calling, you know, and right. I think that I was genuinely, you know, so happy for you when you won, because I knew that that was God's plan for you. And I think people don't see that side of rodeo queens. They see the cutthroat cattiness. Yes, uh, unfortunately. There's, there's just a plan for everybody. And I think that it's so important to remember that. And, you know, just like, all of these girls, I love all of them. And so I would be so happy for any of them. Obviously, I hope it's me and I'm working so hard. But if it's not, I just know that that's not God's plan for me and that that girl is going to be an incredible Miss Radio America. Well, that is well said. And and thank you. First of all, that's that's awesome because, you know, they don't see the side of where we're all cutting back, you know, back up in the uh, in the hotel room and we're at our PJ party having whipped cream fights. <laughs> in the in the hotel you know and just having the best time of our lives and and you're you're so right and it's it's amazing at how paths cross and how god puts certain people in your life at certain times for that next step in your journey and um 
you know, I think mine kind of threw me off by surprise because I had no intentions of getting back into the rodeo queen business. You know, I'd done it all my childhood years and COVID hit and it seems like COVID year was kind of a turnaround for everybody. <laughs> and uh, <Yes. laughs> some reevaluations and it's just like God kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, um, you need to go do this. And I guess this is also what I admire about you and, and so many of the other girls that we talk to. Um is that you listen to that. You listen to what God tells you to do. I love the fact that you are always sharing inspirational quotes um, on your social media platforms, and you're always encouraging everybody. That is something that I noticed at Miss Radio USA, is you're all you're never a stranger to anybody, and that's what it takes in just any business, really. But you always had something nice to say to somebody else, and it was never... Um, I will say it was it was a pageant that it totally blew my socks off because I was so impressed with everyone that walked through those doors and competed for the title because everybody came in, as you've said, their best version of themselves. And we we went with that week. And I'm just excited to see where this journey is taking all of us. And like I said, I'm going to say it again, I'm so stinking proud of you and everything that you are doing, because I see it for as an outsider looking and I see it making a difference beyond leaps and measures and bounds. Um, and it's just so it's so exciting to one know you have competed with you and then to see you taking that next step and just following God's path. It's just so awesome to watch. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's it's so fun. You know, this Rodeo Queens, I think more people would be involved if they knew the real side of it and how much we really do want to make a difference in this industry. And, um, and even beyond this industry, I think a lot of people could take notes from, you know, how we like are so passionate. We learn everything. I mean, I think we know the rule book better than the contestants. Most yes. Of the <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> um, and then just genuinely, you know, um, women supporting women. This industry, I think, is better than any Barbie movie could have ever portrayed. So yes. um, far beyond what they could have done in Hollywood is what we see behind the scenes. And I just wish more people got to see that. Absolutely. Well, I want to touch on one more thing before we kind of start wrapping up. Um, I know you had briefly mentioned earlier that you did have to kind of defy some doctor's wishes this year because um, you actually talk about overcoming the odds. You actually had to have surgery this year. And tell us yeah. how that kind of shaped your year. And, and you talked about not missing a moment. So so kind of fill us in, if you will, on on how that took place. Yes, I think a lot of people, uh, it kind of was sprung on them, and um, even I think my national director, Holly, was like, oh my goodness, this is what we're doing, but um, last year, some people who followed your year or followed um, the IPRA, I was leaving a rodeo, and I wrecked my car. Somebody hit me from behind. And I got to the hospital, and um, this is a little, you know, tip a little PSA do not wear your belt buckle all the time when you're driving but <laughs> um, my belt buckle had actually lacerated my liver but the um, the liver heals on its own naturally but um, 
people, the doctors were so distracted because I had a huge mass on my thyroid. And uh, the thyroid is, I didn't really know how important it was, but it's so important. And so many people have reached out to me since I posted about my surgery, but um, they found it last year and it was benign and they thought it would grow slowly. But in January, I started to always feel like I was sick or like I had something in my throat, you know, that like Mm -hmm. nasty, like always clearing your throat feeling. And so um, it got to the point where I was having trouble swallowing. And so um, I was so hesitant because I didn't want this ugly scar on my neck. And um, I had seen people have them, like my great grandma and hers was just, <laughs> looks like she had been in scream or something. Oh and um, I went to a surgeon and I explained, I was like, I am competing at Miss Rodeo America. I can't. And uh, yes. she was so nice about it. And so um, I opted to only take the one side out, which was risky because, you know, if it had come back that I had had any um, cancerous cells, they would have to go back in and I would have, to have a whole other surgery. But luckily, um, everything came back good. I have the one side removed and I have this scar that most people think is just like an unfortunate blending of makeup. Um, but it is a scar. Um, it's a four week no ride time. And my surgeon wished that I would um, have just laid in bed, I think. But I laid in bed for a week. And then um, immediately, uh, I think it was maybe six days later, got in the car, drove from, I had my surgery done in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, And I drove to Texas for a PRCA judging clinic to learn how uh, you become a judge in the PRCA. There you go. Um, And then I went to Guymon, Oklahoma, straight from there. Um, and there were uh, the whole Guymon. I was the only queen, not horseback. And I walked into the arena and waved. Right. Um, and I think people were probably very confused. But um, you you truly just have to make the boat the most of every situation. And um, obviously, that was not in my plan to have a major surgery. Um, the recovery time was four weeks that I couldn't ride. And then when I was cleared to ride, I was in Fort Smith and my horse bucked me off. Oh my and gosh. Um, oh my gosh. Just violently hit the ground. And my surgeon, um, I hope she didn't see it, but um, she probably would not be happy. But um, I, I just really listened to what she told me to do. Re- besides going, you know, I didn't get on a horse for four weeks, but I still went and right. made the most of it. And I think a lot of girls, what they miss, um, especially new rodeo queens or younger rodeo queens is it's not all about riding. No. Um, that's obviously our favorite part. Um, it's incredible to get to run as fast as you can and wave or carry sponsor flags or carry the American flag. You know, that's amazing. But, um, I really just had to learn that, you know, for four weeks, I was not going to get to do that. And so I could either, uh, Dakota used to say to me that I could throw my sucker in the dirt and pout about it, or I could make the most out of it. And so I decided to make the most out of it. And, um, you know, I think there are times that I, I've now learned, you know, I've gone to rodeos later on and, uh, they're like, Oh goodness, we don't have a horse for you. I'm so sorry. But I think that that, gave me the ability to see the value in being in the stands and the value in how much more I can bring to a rodeo community. 
um, from the stands or, you know, from the ground, you know, I can yeah. help with something. I couldn't, I also could not help with mutton busting or the calf scramble. So that did limit me, well paid. but you know, um, <laughs> I signed so many more autograph sheets um, and was able to talk to so many more people. And um, I actually met so many people just sitting in the stands that that was their first rodeo and getting to explain the rodeo events to them and explain how we care for the animals and explain what each event was and why they got a penalty or why they, you know, got a no score. But um, it was just something that I will take with me and always tell other girls is, um, because of that experience, it taught me that there's so much more to being a rodeo queen and you can make such a bigger impact in a community, um, even if you're not able to ride a horse. So um, that was hard. I It took me a long time. I definitely, the first night in Gaiman, cried when I stood on the ground oh. and uh, I felt so embarrassed. And um, But then, you know, they, they announced that I had had an, an injury and so it was nice that they at least did that so people didn't think that I was uh I think a lot of people just want rodeo queens to be bad riders but that had nothing to do with yeah, it no. and so um I also have just been really um every time I get photos taken um I've just it's become that I don't want it edited out because I think so many people have things that happen to them and if I can compete at Miss Rodeo America and have this giant scar across my neck um, and not cover it, um, I think that that says that anybody could do it, you know, regardless of any sort of limitation that they might have or if they do have a scar or if they're not good at curling their hair, you know, we all have um, imperfections, but I think that we're all perfectly imperfect. So that's kind of where I've stood on that. and. I've been pretty serious about not editing it out, so I hope that um, other girls in the future see that they can just be themselves and, and not have to worry about, you know, being what they think the last girl was or what they think the judges want, that they can just be themselves. Absolutely. Wow, that is, whoo, beautiful, Don. If I had my little applause button here queued up, I'd be, we'd be <laughs> just having a, a massive audience giving you a major standing uh, ovation here, so <laughs> I'll have to add that in. <laughs> That was yes. well, and you know, I talked about getting bucked off, and a lot of girls get so embarrassed when they get bucked off. Uh, the two times I have been bucked off this year, um, one was outside of the arena, and one was inside the arena. Oh, and uh, yeah, on the Cowboy Channel. So oh, if anybody no. wants to go look it up, I won't say when, but it happened. And it was my own horse both times, and it was not his fault. You know, he had we had a tack malfunction, and he got flanked, and I stuck with it, and. Um, at the end of the week, it was Fort Smith. I got bucked off right in the middle. First night, it's a long week of rodeo. And, oh, man. Um, I jumped back up and immediately and got back on. And my finger was actually dislocated. And Ouch. I waited until I stayed in steer wrestling, tied on roping, breakaway roping. During the team roping, I went, the EMT put my finger back in, and then I got in the barrel truck. Like, I... I declined to get a concussion protocol because I'm sure I probably would have failed right in that moment. Oh, but um, I got back on and then in my head, I thought, you know, they can, they're either going to laugh at me or mm -hmm. I'm going to laugh with them. Right. And I refuse to be laughed at because um, if you have never been a rodeo queen, you know that there is nothing cowboys, stock contractors, clowns love more 
than a rodeo queen getting bucked off. It's like they they wait for it. They hope for it to happen. Uh, Sammy Andrews, the stock contractor, and Denny Flynn had been joking all day that they they hoped I entertained the crowd, you know. And then I did, lucky for them. But um, I laughed about it. I made jokes about it. Um, you know, it was brought up every production meeting. I got a Barbie-sized microphone and had everybody score my ride. You know, I just tried to make the most out of it. And at the end of the week, um, you know, someone said to me, they said, uh, are you the queen that got bucked off? <laughs> and I said, yes, I am. Uh, you know, and I was kind of sick of it at that point, yeah. hearing about it. Yeah. Um, I had already made my video. You know, I'd done my due diligence to, like, make fun of myself. And, and he said, you know, nobody really is talking about how you got bucked off, but everybody is talking about how well you recovered. Yeah, And I think that that is something that my surgery, my years of Missouri USA, being bucked off uh, at the biggest rodeo in Arkansas, um, you know, I think that that's something that I've always held true is that um, I think my Angelou said it best when she said, you know, people will not always remember what you say, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. And so yes. I've always tried to keep that in mind. And so um, they said, you know, and that's even what they all said. So I think that for all rodeo queens and for everybody, if there's one lesson that I want them to learn besides cowgirl courage, it's that, you know, you can always recover and you can always have people remember how well you recover from everything. You're going to make mistakes at pageants. You're going to make mistakes at rodeos. Um, you might have a typo on social media. Um, but I've always, I've always felt that, you know, if you are able to laugh at yourself, you know, you'll always recover better than somebody who, you know, threw a fit or cried. And, um, I didn't really have the option to lay there in the dirt and cry because the cowboy channel was right on me. And, um, (laughs) luckily they, you know, panned over and showed me checking my horse and showed that I had had attack malfunction. And right. um, luckily, um, Elite Custom Saddles brought me a new saddle the next day <laughs> because my cinch just broke. But, um, oh and, you know, there now I have a, an amazing saddle to ride in. Yes, <laughs> but, hello. <laughs> uh, I know, I feel like a real world champion in this saddle. I'm, I might be a little, like, never go back, you know, to my... yeah just my old saddles now i'm just gonna have these super fancy world champion saddles now but um yes i think that's the most important thing is that no matter what you recover you know if you mess up your speech just recover because people will always remember the recovery more than they remember the mess up. So that's my, that's my biggest advice. (laughs) I love it. And wow, what a perfect way to wrap this up. I didn't even have to ask you that question of what's the biggest (laughs) life lesson. I mean, you just threw it all right out there. I'm like, this is perfect. And I tell you, obviously to have cowgirl courage. (laughs) Yes, that is, that's yes. Very, very important. You know, have cowgirl courage, make sure you speak up, stand up and saddle up make sure you get there and 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 do your due diligence and um wow that's just been this has been amazing i have truly truly enjoyed our time together and i'm hoping maybe you'll come back maybe post miss rodeo america if we're miss rodeo you know america will have you then but you know post miss rodeo america maybe to uh talk about uh the experience and maybe check back in on the new year and just see how things are going Absolutely. I'd love that. I think it's so great that, you know, you have this and that you continue to share. I think it's so important to kind of like what you said, to always share the dreams because you never know who's listening. And um, 
the next generation of rodeo queens might be listening and somebody that you talk you've talked to so many incredible people so i'm honored to be a part of it well we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule and your travel schedule to do so and hopefully next time we're we've got some new things in the work maybe next time we can actually have a live video feed rolling um and maybe have a little bit further out outreach there versus uh just our Spotify platform and our Apple podcast platform, but you know, more details to come on that in the coming years. So I'm, I'm getting pretty excited. Yes, absolutely. That's amazing. Well, good deal. Well, Abigail, you be careful folks. You have been listening to the be a dream catcher podcast. We will catch you on down the trail next time. Remember to speak up, stand up and saddle up. We will see you guys on the next round. <laughs> <laughs>